There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for another Bryan Health podcast. Here's Melanie Cole. If you're a new parent, you have a baby or a toddler even, you may say to yourself, I don't need to worry about a dentist for quite a while because they're not even growing teeth yet. And when they do, they're only going to have a few in their mouth. But that's not necessarily the case because it's never too early to get a good start on healthy teeth. My guest is Dr. Marty Killeen. He's a pediatric dentist with Wilderness Station Pediatric Dentistry. Dr. Killeen, In my intro, I said, you know, maybe it's never too early. Is it? When should we take our child to the dentist for their first checkup? You know, earlier than you would think. That's the answer. We recommend getting kids in for their first dental checkup before their first birthday. Uh, A lot of reasons for that, but prevention is is the main reason. We want to make sure we're preventing cavities before they occur. If we bring them in before their first birthday, can you see, like, any evidence of the teeth and how they're coming in? Yeah, you bet. You really can. You can not only see the new teeth and how they're, they're coming in, but then also the ones that are in and what the, you know, what the teeth look like themselves, what the enamel looks like. And part of the, the assessment at that age is all right, figuring out, well, are there areas that are kind of higher risk for catching cavities? How did the enamel form? And then we evaluate the... Oh, the dietary habits. Try to give some guidance to the parents of, okay, do this, don't do this, kind of change things because, uh, you know, we're all with the idea of trying to prevent problems before they occur. So, yeah, it's, it's really helpful for us to get an assessment and then let the parents know maybe some minor changes that can have a big effect on oral health. Well, prevention is certainly the key. And, and if you could help us prevent the child needing braces, that would be really, really good on down the line. (laughs) But we know that's not always possible. So then let's start with what do we do? Those little teeth are so adorable. What should we use to clean them? Yeah, great question. So I get asked often here at the office, uh, but once those teeth uh, come through the gum tissues, we want to start brushing them uh, with a toothbrush. It doesn't have to be uh, anything too fancy, just a soft bristled toothbrush and we want to be gently massaging the, the, the teeth. That way, we're knocking off the plaque and keeping those teeth nice and healthy. Um, even at a young age, getting that plaque off is great. It, it helps keep them clean and helps prevent cavities from occurring. Um, even in, the next question would be, well, okay, so a soft bristled toothbrush, do, do you put anything on it? And here's the answer to that. Yes, we do want to be using a fluoride toothpaste, but here's the kicker, in the right amount. So on an infant, you know, somebody that's not able to spit the toothpaste out, we want just a tiny smear of fluoride toothpaste. It's, it's really a small amount. Uh, the amount of a grain of rice, you know, I've got a little daughter at home, and so as I brush her teeth, she's not old enough to be able to spit it out. So I use a tiny smear, and I see a few little bubbles in her mouth, but it's by no, no means a big mouthful of, of toothpaste. It's a tiny bit. But that right there has been shown to help prevent decay and reduce the effects of uh, too much fluoride toothpaste. Do you care if the toothpaste is berry fruity flavored or something along those lines? Oh, man, great question. I don't care, but your child will care. And so I often, you know, my daughter will, will taste the toothpaste if I try to use some of mine on her. And she says, oh, Dad, it's too spicy, It's too spicy. So flavor matters to the kids. Honestly, from my standpoint, from the dental health standpoint, 
as long as it's got the appropriate amount of fluoride in that toothpaste, I'm content. But I think your child will want some sort of, some sort of tutti-frutti flavor uh, instead of the minty. They, I often hear kids say it tastes too spicy. Well, I, I remember when I switched my kids over when they were getting to be a little older than toddlers, and I said, enough with the fruity-flavored stuff. You know, just kind of get used yeah. to that. And it, it does work when you do that. Now, there are some things that kids do when they're of a certain age for stress and anxiety, and one of them is thumb-sucking. And we used to hear way back in the day, oh, you're going to you know, make your teeth out of line and out of whack. Is that true or is that a myth? Unfortunately, it is true, and you know it's a it's a good way to to cement in the need for orthodontics for braces down the road if if we were to keep those habits up. It's a parent doesn't think about this, but that thumb or a pacifier goes in and it does push on structures in the mouth, and whether it's the teeth or the bone structures, it moves them. And so, kind of timely intervention is really important on that. We want to you know say a pacifier. We want to try to get that out of the the equation relatively early on, um, you know, usually around 12 months, 18 months of age, we're, we're encouraging parents to, to be done with that pacifier. Uh, it's not doing any good, and it's, it's going to be molding that upper arch and change the shape of the palate. Kind of the same, along the same lines, uh, that thumb, when it goes in for a thumb sucker, or we'll say finger sucker too, because we see a lot of finger suckers, uh, it, if it stays in there long enough, it can, it can mold that upper arch, it can change the shape. So, we do recommend by age three to have to have that thumb habit or finger habit addressed and, and work actively to to curb that habit. So, how often are we supposed to be bringing our little kiddos in to see you? Great question. Uh, typically, we like to see kids every six months. Now, on some of these kids where we do identify some real high risk areas and we're trying to prevent cavities, we'll even see them more often than that, just to keep an eye on things. But on average, every six months, we want to get kids in, not only to look at their teeth, but then also to get them comfortable with the environment and make sure that we're having great dental experiences when they come to their dental home. So before we talk about diet, because this is a, a big thing I really want to discuss with you, but what is the difference between a pediatric dentist and a family dentist, and how is a parent to choose? Yeah, great question. With, with general dentists, they go through dental school, and then they're out in the real world, and they're seeing the older population, they're seeing middle-aged folks, and they're seeing kids. They're seeing a little bit of everybody. But similar to a pediatrician, a pediatric dentist goes on for special training just to treat kids. And there's some nuances there. There's, we specialize not only in treating and seeing real young kids and unique problems, but uh, I think in general, a pediatric dentist has a real good mindset of prevention. And, and that's what we're about, trying to get in there early, prevent problems. But there's, there's some things to it. And then we're also so it can be outlet, too. So um, we see a lot of referrals at our office from people all over the state who have some severe needs, and they come and, and see us, and we get them fixed up. So, yeah, we're not only about prevention, but then we're also the uh, provider for a lot of general dentists to serve as kind of a, a helping hand for them on their, with their patients. That's cool. What a fun profession that you're in, Dr. Colleen. So let's talk about diet, because as the little guys are either nursing or bottle feeding— and then they start their little solids, and it's all pretty mushy food anyway. And then maybe they get started on whole milk, or they get, you know, maybe they have a juice here and there. What in our diet are we doing to our kids' teeth that could either help or hurt their future dental needs? Right, yeah. Well, 
one of the things we, we see so much sugar now in today's, in the kids' diets. And so that's what we're going to focus on, our sugary beverages. Uh, Any more, I really recommend to my, parent, to my parents, my patients, not to drink juice. I think the current guidelines is four ounces of juice uh, a day for a child. But gosh, even on that, I'd even say less than that. Zero is best with me. If I give my little three-year-old a little glass of juice, boy, she'll, she'll drink a half a cup and then want more before you know it. So juice has a lot of sugar. And so we try to stay away from things that have a, a high sugar content, you know, such as pop and juice, even chocolate milk. You know, chocolate milk sounds like it's healthy, but oh, it's got a lot of sugar. So the things I do like are white milk uh, or a substitute of that during mealtimes. And then in between, water is going to be best. You know, I think, I think if you were to look at everyone in the in our country, I feel like everybody could drink a little more water. Um, it's, it's a healthy habit to get into. And so starting at that at an early age, water is very healthy and it helps the body function. So avoiding the sugary drinks, the sugar-containing beverages, and going for water is going to be best. Uh, the other thing, too, is their diet. You know, as kids transition from being nursed or from being bottle-fed over to, to solid foods, there's a lot of temptations. And, and whether it's coming from grandparents or parents, you know, we like to spoil our kids. And so it's tough to, to be kind and kind of spoil them at times, but then also be mindful of the sugar they're taking in. So I'd just warn parents and say, you know what, candy, I know kids love it, but we've got to be mindful of it, try to reduce it. It's, it causes cavities, as well as the, the gummy, the fruit snacks. Boy, I call them the dreaded fruit snacks because they, they do create a lot of cavities. They, uh, they sound healthy, too. It's not like a mis- misnomer. A fruit, but it's really a, it's, it's just a kind of like a gummy bear. But they are easy. As a parent, I understand, but I tell parents, don't give in. Don't buy them, whatever the sales gimmick is. Uh, try to avoid purchasing those fruit snacks. That's certainly true, and it is hard to tell your kids no when they see all the fun little pictures of animals and things on the snacks, and they are easy to give. So wrap it up for us, Dr. Killeen. What a great segment and such important information. Please tell parents listening what you would like them to know about visiting their dentist for the first time with their new little babies or their little toddlers and what you want them to know as any way that we can possibly prevent tooth decay. You bet. I'd say the big three, I'd say get your child in for their first visit before their first birthday. That's real important. In terms of prevention, we can, we can cut things off right then and there, then and there. So get them in early, brush them once the, the teeth have come in, brush them twice a day, doesn't matter their age. Once they get teeth, we've got to take care of them. And then also stay away from all the sugary sweets, juice, the fruit snacks, the chocolate milk. Those things can be really hard on teeth. It's great information. Thank you so much, Dr. Killeen, for joining us today. And thanks to our Brian Foundation partner, Cornhusker Bank. This is Brian Health Podcast. For more information, please visit brianhealth.org. And if you'd like to hear more Brian Health Podcasts, go to brianhealth.org slash podcasts. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for tuning in.